Well, our uh, reading this morning comes from the book of uh, Luke. It's uh, from chapter 24, and uh, Luke 24 is a really interesting chapter. It's quite the journey. It takes us from Jesus rising right the way through quite a long section we're going to think about today about the road to Emmaus, and finishes up with Jesus appearing to the disciples and finally his ascension. One chapter, uh, an awful lot of ground covered. This morning we are thinking about the Emmaus Road story. And for many of us, I don't know about you, who are into many word associations and who think of one thing connecting to another, when we hear Emmaus Road, I think any of us who have any Bible knowledge think the Damascus Road as well. It's those two uh, New Testament road stories. And I think it's good for us to think about them like that because the Damascus story is quite a shocking story. As you know, uh, there's this, a shocking experience for Paul uh, where God turns up, he's blinded, and he's totally changed by the experience. And for some of us, that's a very common faith experience. We have an experience of God, and our lives are changed completely and radically. The Emmaus Road story that we're thinking about today, it's slightly different. It's more incremental. It's a journey of faith. It gives uh, our disciples a number of opportunities to walk with Jesus before they finally get it. And I think when we think about uh, this story, we think about it in a slightly different way than this sort of Damascus, bing, bang, boom sort of story. This is very familiar for us. When we think about it, we're thinking about um, some disciples who are trying to process some things. I don't know if you're an external processor. I know a lot of Irish people are. We love to talk and talk and talk and talk. When we're thinking about something, we talk it out. We phone somebody. We ask somebody. We talk a little bit more about it. And we then we talk some more. Verses 13 through to 19 in this passage are, is just like that. It's like a couple of farmers hanging over a gate discussing how are we ever going to get through the coronavirus and what are we going to do with the price of meat. Actually, here we see some disciples trying to make sense of what's going on in the world that they've experienced after the death and the resurrection of Jesus. They're trying to work it out. They're walking along side by side, chatting and talking. And then they move into uh, this experience where, where Jesus walks alongside, but they don't know who he is. They don't know who he is. And there's this absolutely excellent moment in verse 25, which I love, where Jesus tries patiently but firmly to make things clear for them. It's kind of a, are you thick moment? But as Jesus delivers it, he does it much more graciously than that. He says the following. He said to them, how foolish are you? How slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And, the, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. These guys still don't get it. They still don't know who he is. He's taught them all of the history of the Old Testament, all of how the Bible teaches and narrative takes us to where they are today, experiencing, spending time with the risen Savior. But they don't get it. 
And so they walk on, they jog on a little bit further, and they're about to part company. They're about to go and have dinner. And they say to Jesus, come and have dinner with us. Still not knowing who the stranger that they were with actually was. And so they sat down to get dinner. They had heard so much, and yet in a moment of doing, it all becomes clear. Jesus lifts the bread. He took the bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them. It reminds us in our day of communion, but to these disciples, it reminds us of some of the experiences they would have had around Passover. It might also have reminded them when Jesus blessed the bread and broke it and fed 5,000. That physical act made it clear for these disciples. They understood who they were with, and at that moment, Jesus disappears. It's a wakey-wakey moment. It's a moment of clarity, of knowing who God is in their lives in a whole new way of experiencing a Jesus whom they have known in a way they have never known him before. Their eyes were opened. And after Jesus has disappeared, they have this moment where they remember, were our hearts not burning while with us while he talked on that road? They had known there was something of him, but they didn't completely know who he was. A revelation a clearer understanding of Jesus in their lives, of Jesus as a life changer, but not in an instant moment like the Damascus Road, but in a moment where they journey with him, where they've received his word, where they have broken bread together, and finally where the purpose and the power of Jesus is, is revealed to them. Last week, when we thought about Thomas, he needed to feel Jesus. He needed to put his hands in his hands. This week, with these disciples, we see disciples that take a little bit of long, longer, whose faith is developed through the journey and experience of knowing who Jesus is, through time, through word, and through experience. For many of us in these really difficult and complicated times, for many of us as we are at home, not able to go very far, or for those of us who do need to be out and about, often in places where we're putting ourselves at risk, I think we live in a time when we are journeying towards God in a way that we haven't for maybe a generation or two. And so, Lord, I pray that as we come uh, to the end of our thoughts together, that the Emmaus Road maybe something that points us to knowing who Jesus is in a deeper and more meaningful way.